Welcome to the Magpie Podcast. Magpie explores the trends and signals from culture that are impacting business and driving change. I'm your host, Lauren Strickland, and in this episode, we're starting our series on purpose. Our resident poet, Rishi, puts it best. Having a purpose is beyond having a moment. Whether you're an individual seeking a new way to find or add meaning in your life, or an organization trying to find what it really does, it's clear that the idea isn't going away. Brandpie has been helping businesses find their purpose for over 10 years now, but new generations come with new expectations. Add that to how quickly and drastically COVID-19 has shifted the way we all work, purpose has never been more important. To discuss some of these topics today, I have David Boynton with us, chief executive of the iconic British brand, The Body Shop. Hi, David. Hi, Lauren. How are you? I'm great. Great to be able to do this with you. Thank you so much for inviting me. Of course, glad to have you. So I think a good place to start would be to understand how you frame purpose now and if that differs from the way you framed purpose a few months ago, essentially pre-pandemic. Sure. That's an interesting question. I guess I guess the short answer really is that in terms of a reframing, it, we haven't really changed things. You know, our, our purpose statement at the body shop uh, is that we exist to fight for a fairer, more beautiful world. And we landed that about two years ago as we were navigating a change of, change of ownership and had to answer a few existential questions about why are we here but you know having done that work meant that we had a north star to guide us so you know we we haven't really needed to go through a reframing you know it's just more about making sure that we stay on track and not allowing the crisis to make us change course or do something that wasn't aligned with purpose so because of covid you know we've all been witnessing firsthand how powerful a purpose like yours can be in guiding an organization through a crisis like this and we're seeing that a lot of the businesses who have a true focus on purpose tend to pivot more successfully and reimagining the contribution they can make to society. So as a purpose-driven company, how do you balance having to make these super quick decisions that ultimately create a long-term impact on your business? Yeah, it's, you know, it's it's not being without its challenges. Uh, you know, I, I do reflect on how we would have navigated this if we hadn't done that work on, on purpose, because I think it it really has kept us on the straight and narrow. You know, when when you make that commitment to be purpose-driven, there really isn't any wriggle room. You know, your entire organization is watching to see if you really mean it and are really living up to the standard that the purpose sets. So, you know, every decision that you make as a leader or as a leadership team is always seen through that lens, you know. Um, and when you say quick decisions, you, you kind of mean short-term decisions? Yeah. So how do these decisions you have to make kind of looking at the short-term that can ultimately create a long-term impact? You know, some companies uh, kind of have a challenge of of seeing that long-term. How do you make sure that you're keeping that in mind? Yeah. You know, I think um, that's really interesting. You know, I think, um, you know, our purpose is, is kind of broad enough to to be able to encompass a lot of d- different situations. I mean, if I, if I just sort of you know, pull it apart for a minute, um, which might be helpful, you know, there, there are three bits, basically, you know, we have the word fight, which is a reminder to us to be activists and be prepared to weigh in to drive change. You know, fair is pretty obvious, but it's largely about social justice and doing the right thing for people. The beautiful world piece has a lot of dimensions, but, um, you know, obviously, at least in part, it's about our commitment to sustainability. So, you know, making real progress on all of those things really does involve long-term planning. Um, you know, and I think any decisions that you make in the short term or in a reaction to immediate events, it's incredibly important that you keep contextualizing 
the decisions that you make and keep linking them back to purpose and keep explaining to your organization about why you're making the choices that you're making. And it's not causing you to deviate off track. It's still another important step in terms of where you're headed. Now, I guess, you know, in terms of what we've lived through over the last few months, um, there's a risk that that might sound a little bit, a little bit, um, you know, great in theory. And, and for sure, COVID's been, been a big curveball for us. And, and it's been painful, you know, extremely financially painful um, and personally painful, you know, in terms of the impact on people in the organization working in isolation and, you know, all of, all of the challenges around that. I mean, we, we made, um, you know, we made some really big, you know, you talked about pivot earlier on, but, you know, we made some very big and quick decisions in early March, um, you know, and, and a lot of it was just about parking stuff, you know, just stop doing things until we knew more. You know, it was the uncertainty of that time that was so scary. You know, you just didn't know what was around the corner. And we did make some some big decisions around how we were going to preserve cash to keep the cash flow and keep the business alive. And one of the first things that was linked to that was that we decided not to make any pay rises for anybody in the company this year. And I think, you know, it's been interesting as we've got to July and and we, we started to see that we were going to get through this. Um, and as a consequence of that, you know, we started to plan in the UK where we have our biggest headcount, how we could give pay rises to our lowest paid people to make sure that they were at the level of the real living wage. You know, it was, it was, it was, you know, the purpose kind of forced us to, to almost do an inventory of the things where we parked or put to one side that weren't really living our purpose. And we had to pull those back out and say, okay, how are we now going to work through those now that we have a little bit more certainty about uh, what the future holds? You mentioned social justice um, when you were kind of breaking it down at the beginning there. In addition to the impact from COVID, we're also seeing brands um, respond to and get involved with the Black Lives Matter movement, um, especially after the global wave of support that started in June. So how do you feel about the role of purpose when it comes to weighing in on important social issues um, similar to Black Lives Matter? Yeah, I mean, um, I mean, talking about social issues generally, you know, as I said, it's 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 in our DNA. You know, we 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 have to, you know, we have to um, we have to weigh in. You know, we're compelled to do that on subjects that that connect with our with our purpose. And I guess, you know, it isn't going to be the same for everybody, and it really depends on on what your what your organizational purpose is. But for us, it's just it's just essential that we learn to do it with the same fluency that we see. In companies like Ben and Jerry's and, and and Patagonia, who've been doing this stuff for a long time, and we're you know we're going through a process of relearning how to do that. You know, we used to be, um, you know, we started back in in '76. You know, we we used to be great at understanding the zeitgeist. You know, really good at pinpointing injustice that was in our territory, where there was a legitimacy to us to talk about it, and then shining a light on the problem and and, and getting people to pay attention. And you know, Anita Ruddock, our founder. Was was really the master of earned media before that was that was even a thing, you know. So through our previous ownership, and I guess even in the early days of of taking taking control of the company, we've we've kind of had our heads head down um, and been a bit off the radar on all this stuff. And and, and we believe it's really important, and, and we're challenging self to learn to to get better at it. You know, I think I think the stuff that we're learning because we're making mistakes, right? You know, we're putting our a head up and a hand up and uh, and people are taking shots at us um it's inevitable right i mean the world's a very different place from when anita was was alive 
And I think, you know, we're just seeing that it's really important that when you do lean in, it's got to feel real. You know, the world has this incredibly highly tuned nose for hypocrisy right now. So really don't say anything unless you mean it and you are prepared to do something about it. And I think, you know, the, the case that you mentioned around Black Lives Matter, um, I mean, that, that was, you know, really important learning for us. And, I, you know, I've got to be honest, in the beginning, we totally misjudged what was going on in that situation. We saw what tragically happened to, to George Floyd as a uniquely U.S. thing. And so our initial reaction was just through, you know, our North American social and internal challenge, uh, channels. But, you know, we were really completely wrong in a very emotional way about how we read that. You know, uh, myself personally and, and other members of the leadership team were called out by our, our wider global organization through our internal channels, channels. And they wanted to know more about what we were doing on diversity inclusion, whether we were really living up to fairer world. Um, you know, and it was, it was a wake up call and we realized, frankly, we were nowhere and somewhat complacent on the whole DNI issue. And, um, and we had to do a lot more. So, you know, I guess, I guess overall our learning is any reaction has got to come from a place of integrity, you know, join in if you've got something to say and can really help um, you know, bring about an improvement. Yeah, absolutely. We recently actually conducted a survey on purpose and 98% of the CEOs surveyed agreed that the new generation of talent have really different expectations from previous generations, especially when it comes to emotional considerations such as alignment of a company's culture and values. Um, so, you know, through your past experience of these past few months and even the past few years, how does this factor into your thinking for the organization and even for, um, you know, departments like your marketing team? How does this kind of affect your day to day? Yeah, it's it's um, it, it, it's been it's been so interesting, right? I mean, I you know I'm a dinosaur. You know, I'm I've I've been in this in this industry for a very long time, and um, and I've seen expectations of of you know, members of our team changed so much over the years, you know, in, in my early days, it was, you know, keep your head down and your mouth shut and progressively climb the greasy pole and whatever the company threw at you, you kind of swallowed, you know, as you as you get older, and your, your career develops, and you, you build your a greater sense of what you personally want, I think, I think you, you adapt and make sure that you are in a place that, that works for you. But, but no, we, you know, we, we've had a lot of feedback from our team members that, that, purpose, um, you know, our purpose and the way we articulate it and, you know, the, the transparency that we bring to, you know, our decision-making process and, and why we do the things that we do is, is really highly valued by people in the company. And, and also it's, it's, you know, the articulation that we have is, is often given as a reason for people choosing to join us. You know, as I said at the beginning, it, it sets a high bar and, and you are constantly judged by it. You know, it's the whole leadership shadow thing. Um, you say it, do you really mean it? And there is no tolerance of hypocrisy. So, you know, it, keep, it keeps you honest, it keeps you on your toes and, and it keeps you, you know, engaged with making sure the organization is living its purpose across, across everything you do, including, including the marketing effort, as you mentioned. So it's, it's, I mean, I, you know, personally, I love it. I think, I think it's important, uh, incredibly important. And, uh, you know, it was my decision to set us off on this journey, but, um, but yeah, it's it it, it it can be a powerful motivator for employees. But if you get it wrong, 
they're going to be quick to call you out. Yeah, you keep mentioning this phrase, don't say anything unless you mean it. And um, I completely agree. You know, we're in this era of cancel culture. You say one thing and you're canceled. Yeah. Um, yeah. So do you think this combined with, you know, you guys have been living with this purpose for a while now. Combined with this culture, do you think it's made you more ambitious or more cautious in your decision making and why? Yeah, I think... Um Honestly, more ambitious. Um, you know, I, I think we have to be prepared to, to take some risks. I mean, I, you know, I, I look at the situation of, of where we are today and, you know, what we inherited when we acquired the company. And, you know, our products are natural, but they're not as natural as I would like them to be. You know, our packaging has a degree of sustainability, but it's not as much as it should be. You know, there's a, there's a whole range of things where I, I feel uncomfortable that we're we're not living up to the standard that people would, would set for the body shop. So, you know, there, there's enormous work going on and has been going on over the last couple of years to, to move us, really move us on on those things, you know. So, um, so you, you, you do have this anxiety about accusations of hypocrisy and saying, well, you know, you talk about natural and you talk about uh, vegan and ethical actions and all the rest of it. But, you know, are you doing enough? And, and I think I think we've tried to be very honest and transparent about the fact that, um, that, that, you know, we're not doing enough today and we're not where we want to be, but we have a very clear plan about where we want to be and we're committed to delivering that plan. And the reaction that we get from our customers and, and employees is, you know, it's, they're accepting of that, you know, they value the transparency and, and honesty that, that we aren't where we want to be. But, um, and I, I, you know, I think I think that's an important part of it. But I think, you know, specifically on this point around ambition, and I think a lot of companies um, will will be, you know, will, will have had some experience of this during this pandemic crisis. Um, you know, we 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 are a retail business, right? Retail is what we knew. You know, we started with a single store in a little town called Brighton in England, and it's always been in our blood. So to us. The direct-to-consumer channels like our direct selling business and like our e-commerce business have always been somewhat secondary and not properly integrated. Um, and then all of a sudden, you wake up one morning and 95% of your stores are closed. And what do you do then? So, you know, there has been a need for this this pivot, you know, the, the probably the most popular word of 2020, to be able to support the direct channels and keep the keep the machinery running. And, and I think we surprised ourselves, you know, getting a new distribution center open in two weeks when normally that would take nine months, you know, launching a new product line in six months when normally that would take two years. You know, all of that stuff is giving the organization new confidence in what we're capable of. So, so I think having gone through this, this process and how we've been able to stay true to purpose throughout it, I think, I think we're, as an organization, I think we're feeling more ambitious than we've ever been. You know, there's really a sense of nothing is impossible. And we're, we're just going through that process of trying to bake that mindset into our culture. So you've talked a little bit about how uh, purpose has affected your employees and your products over the past few months, um, but where have you seen it having the most impact? Is it is it stronger in one place over another? Yeah, it's been interesting. I mean, I think I think you know the the choice that we made when we decided that we would you know do this this discovery work around around purpose. I mean, you know, it's it's a simple statement as I've already shared with you, but you know, as you can imagine. There's a 72-page deck that covers every aspect of the business that supports it. You know, it's and it's kind of our, you know, our Bible kind of to to refer back to uh, in the kind of choices that we need to be making. But um, 
you know, it's, I, I would say one of the biggest areas, honestly, has been, um, I mean, we've done a ton of stuff around culture and, and supporting our people in the organization. But I think that one of the biggest things that's visible to the outside world is the work that we're doing around product. You know, we've, we've always been pioneers uh, and leaders in, in ethical sourcing. You know, that, that's something that never went away. You know, the fair treatment of suppliers was always critical to us and we'll never change that. But, but you know, we were looking at, at product formulae that were maybe 85% natural and our expectation was north of 95% natural. You know, we looked at the impact of our ingredients as they, you know, were, were flushed down the sink and went into water systems and the impact that they had on aquatic life and all of that stuff. You know, we've, we've just, and it's a massive amount of work. And I, I, I don't believe that the work that we did around product formulae and 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 really challenging ourselves on more sustainable packaging that can potentially become you know uh, circular. I don't believe that we would have done any of that work if we hadn't landed this uh, this purpose statement at the beginning. So I think I think that that's been really important. And and you know we we've adopted we're we're big. I don't know we didn't mention this earlier, but. Um, We've been B Corp certified within within the last year, and you know we've we've joined companies like Ben and Jerry's and uh, and, and Patagonia and Eileen Fisher and other great businesses in in that program, uh, and we want to learn from those guys. But we we've adopted a triple bottom line measurement of our business, so you know we're always thinking about environmental and social impact in the same way that we're thinking about financial results, and. And I think it's it's you know it's been really important that our purpose has compelled us to do that. Yeah, that's great to hear. Earlier, you said something um, I I found um, really inspiring. You know, you say you ask yourselves all the time, "Are we doing enough?" Yeah. Um, and as a purpose driven company, if your answer is ever yes, I would assume you'd be wrong, because <laughs> I feel like there's always something you can do to ladder up to your purpose. So, if there's one piece of advice you could give to a business um, trying to find and trying to really live by their own purpose, what would it be? Yeah, I mean, um, great question. Ne- never doing enough. That's, I mean, you know, my, 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 my team constantly accuses me of suffering from restless dissatisfaction. And I think, <laughs> um, I think, I think that's helpful, helpful when you're, you're, you're setting yourself such, a, such an ambitious challenge as living up to that purpose. I mean, look, I, you know, I've been a believer in, in this idea for a very long time. And I know increasingly there's a lot of cynicism around it. You know, you, you hear purpose wash being used in marketing journals and and this thing being regarded as a marketing initiative rather than something really fundamental in the dna i mean i i I think if you're you know a business leader um you know and 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 you feel that being purpose-driven fits you know it feels right for what you're doing then it's an incredibly powerful way of of engaging your people and making your your organization have more impact i mean for me it's just been about you know, raising the stakes of why you come to work every day. Um, you know, I, I would say if you don't have one and you feel like you have the kind of company where it could be an authentic approach, then you really must go and find it, you know, and dig deep into how and why your company started, see what you find and, and see what's relevant for the, for the situation that you're in today. You know, I think if you're, if you're like us and, and you know, you, you, you've done the work and you've landed some kind of purpose framework, then it's just incredibly important that you keep testing yourself on proof points. You know, I I talked earlier about, you know, that whole leadership shadow thing. Your organization is constantly judging you. They're constantly watching you and they're constantly asking, 
um, do you really mean it? Or is it just words on a mouse mat and a commemorative mug? You know, and, uh, you know, is, is, is this something that, that really is driving the business forward? And I think, I think the thing that we've learned as we've tried to live up to the standard that we've set is it's just incredibly important to be open and honest with your organization about when you're getting it right and, and, and when you're not, frankly. And, um, yeah, so I'd, I'd probably offer, offer that advice up. Do it if you, if you think it's authentic and, um, and if you are doing it, um, then remember that everybody's watching you all of the time and, uh, and keep the dialogue going about progress because that, that way it's going to feel a whole lot more authentic. Well, that's a great piece of advice, David. Thank you so much for your time today. Um, it was a really interesting conversation for me. Absolute pleasure. It was really fun to talk to you, Lauren. Thank you. Join us next time to explore more trends and signals from culture. And remember to subscribe to our podcast to get all of our latest thinking. The Madpie Podcast is brought to you by Brandpie. Brandpie is an ideas business that uses the power of purpose to help clients transform their brands, cultures, strategies, and business models. Brandpie creates impact by integrating purpose, brand, advertising, and engagement.